want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. I don't have two, got one. But I want to know how many of you know what is going on in Oklahoma, in America, and you keep track of that. What was that? I'm being tracked right now. <laughs> and I wasn't even at the Capitol. Okay. Anyway, how, how many of you how many of you stay in touch with what is going on? Okay? Shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah. Because we don't know how to pray if we don't know what's going on. Yeah. We are at war. We are at war. There's no doubt about it. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 3. He said there is a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build. A time to be silent, and a time to speak. A time for war, and a time for peace. There are so many, many things that are happening in America, in Canada and America. How many of you would really like to be a member of an underground church? Yeah. We, we've never thought of it. We think, well, now that, that's not going to happen. Well, there are two pastors in Canada that one of them, when they left the church on Sunday, they the city came in and built two fences around it because they broke an order not to assemble and celebrate church. Two fences. Anyway, he had to go through it. He got arrested. Then there's another one also that uh, he was ordered not to preach, not to assemble, not to have them come together, and he was arrested. And when you get arrested, you have to, you know, you have to, there's money out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. And so let me tell you, it's with the way things are going, and I just watched that, and I served four years in the Navy, I am brokenhearted at the things that are going on. We are not, at least I are not, okay? I can still use the word are. I are not going to stand by and watch the things that are going on without standing up for who I am. And tonight, I really just came to, this is just a reminder. All of us need to be reminded. But according to Scripture, we find out in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 8, it says, Since we belong to the day, let us be sober putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. There are things I will not allow as far as I can keep it from happening 
for my country to turn to Marxism. It's not communism, and all you have to do is just look at what's going on in the Capitol building and in supposedly the halls of, of uh, representatives and the halls of senators and all that. And it said in Ecclesiastes, it says, there is a time to speak and there is a time to be quiet. And I don't want to go to Washington. I won't go to Washington. I am directionally dysfunctional, so I wouldn't know how to even get there. But our people that are elected are elected. Why, why did we elect them? We elected them to protect and keep the Constitution going and all that. I didn't hire them for their opinions. Okay? And I'm talking about all two sides of the House and the Senate. So, I said that because I want us, when we pray, not if we pray, when we pray, we need to pray for the leaders and how you pray for them is up to you. If you don't know what's going on and what they're perpetrating and concocting and all those nice little, you know, mystery words, we need to find out. We need to be aware. I'm not telling you to sit in front of your TVs 24 hours a day watching that stuff because you would have to have our pastor over at your house just kind of bringing you back into society. <laughs> but what I am saying is we are at war. This is a spiritual warfare. We belong to the day. Let us be sober. The church has to wake up because we are at war. Amen. And one of the things that I am missing in Oklahoma is I'm not hearing that many prophets standing up and I'm not declaring that they you know need to say all good things there but I want to know I we need the church needs direction and I'm not talking about just our church I am talking about the church in Oklahoma regardless of the denomination we need to have marching orders because God is wanting to speak to the leaders of our different denominations and to say, all right, this is what we need to be doing. I realize we're autonomous and all that, but we need directives from the spiritual leadership of Oklahoma. Don't shout me down when I'm meddling because I've got a pretty big shovel. Carol knows I have one up right up there. <laughs> but we come. It is time for the church to wake up. Amen. Matthew 16, 18. I want you to look at that for a moment. Matthew 16 and 18. And I, I will step out of the Capitol building now. 16, 18. And I tell you that you are Peter, 
And on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Okay, just because Jesus made that statement doesn't mean that that's done. Okay? Because one of the things that I, I am so encouraged about and enjoy about being a, a Christian is that Jesus said, it's very expedient that I go away so that you all can become what I instilled in you starting with the apostles and has passed down. It, it talks in John 17, the prayer that Jesus prayed for those that come after the apostles. I mean, the apostles went, they didn't have the elaborate things that we had, but they had the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He is the same today, yesterday, and Amen. tomorrow. Amen. Jesus is the same. The Father is the same. He will never change. But these things that have been put in Scripture are based upon do we Believe it. And so sometimes we forget. Sometimes I forget. Oftentimes, but we won't go there tonight. <laughs> but we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Amen. And, and that, that's hard. That's hard to believe because, well, it, it, it's kind of like this. Some of the news things that I watch, some of the programs, if they have co-hosts, guard your mind, okay? Because this is what they need to say before they start their 30-minute or their hour broadcast. They need to say this. For the next 30 minutes, there will be scenes of graphic stupidity. <laughs> Sure. You, you might ought to memorize that. 30 minutes, there will be scenes of graphic stupidity. I have never in my life heard. I, they must take melatonin at night by, by the bottlefuls, the 10 milligram, because you can have some strange dreams on melatonin. Can I get an amen, amen if you've ever done it? But anyway, but I mean, th this stuff, you, ca you can't even make this stuff up. And yet, we're sitting in our churches, doing church as usual, and these things are taking place in Oklahoma, the belt buckle of the Bible belt. We, the church, yes. we need to step up. We need to pray for our pastor that the spirit of boldness will come upon him, that the Holy Spirit will give him the instruction, the direction, and all of that, and that we will respond accordingly because he's not by himself. He's the under-shepherd, and we're under him. And when we are under something, that means that we understand authority. Authority is that I am under you remember the centurion, he talked about, he said, Jesus, you don't even have to come to my house. I know what it is to be under authority. He didn't say over authority, I'm, you know, the centurion, but he just said, I am under authority and I can say, 
And that's exactly where our pastor should be with us. That I can go to anybody in our church and I can say to them, this is what I want you to do because I feel like this is the direction that we need to go with that. And when we come together as the church, united in one one purpose. You see, we will never be united perfectly until we get to heaven. It won't happen because we, we still have this to contend with our flesh. So we come, we need to lift our pastor up every day. He has an awesome responsibility because he's even, he's told us before, he said, one of these days, and I used to have to say it, he said, I have to give an account of everything that I say or do. And I love our pastor. It, I, 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 it, it took me a while to, I'm learning to love our pastor. <laughs> no, I knew, I knew our pastor before I knew I knew him. Yeah. And we won't go into that. Maybe in one of his sermons he'll tell you about that. But we, we are here. There is a purpose. There is something that we, the church, needs to do. And it is time that, you remember Jesus, he went a little bit further into the Garden of Gethsemane. And he comes back and the inner three were asleep. And he said, could you not tarry? Couldn't you just pray one hour? And so if I was real bold and all of that, I would say, how many of you spend at least an hour a day in prayer? But I'm not that bold because I haven't prayed for that kind of boldness yet. But we need as we read the things of God and as we look at it, that we need to understand the church is the watch. We are the people that are on watch. What happens will go through us, we'll hear it, and then we'll share it and we'll walk it out in our lives. And we will, you see, all the promises that are contained in this book can be accomplished. Yes. Every promise can be accomplished with an if. If, yes. if yes. I, if I only yes. will. Amen. To everything is a season. We've had a beautiful season the last few years. I mean, God has been good Amen. to each one of us. But there in Ephesians 6.12, he just says, well, where did it go? Oh, I'm not in there yet. I didn't mark all my scriptures because if I did, I couldn't pick up the Bible. Because <laughs> I had a lot of a lot of stuff that we need to look at, but we're not going to look at it tonight. But Ephesians six and twelve. This is the reminder. This is to remind me. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take a stand against the devil's schemes. Amen. This is what that they need to put before the 30-minute program or whatever, you know, that, that crazy stuff that goes on. That is the devil's schemes. And we need to be aware of that. And when that happens, 
we need how how can we respond to that even though we're in TV land we're in Oklahoma and they're wherever la la land or whatever but we we look at it for our struggle is not against flesh and blood yes. but against the rulers against authorities against powers of this dark world and let me tell you I didn't realize that I would ever start seeing into the dark realm of the dark world. I figured I would be up in heaven celebrating with my family or whatever. But it's coming. Yes. It has happened. There are things that is unbelievable against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the wokeism and when the... the uh, uh, cancel culture and all that stuff. You and I may have to be canceled. Yeah. But, yeah. I still talk to Debbie and Bella when I babysit her, which I'm doing this week. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, all that. But it says, put on the full armor of God so that when the evil day comes, it's here. We are at Amen. war. Amen. And we need to be praying, God. Give our pastor the words that we need to hear. But it's not all on his shoulders because I've got a couple of shoulders that you need to place it on. All of us do, Lord. Speak to us as your family Amen. at greater heights. Amen. That you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, and honey, let me tell you, that ain't going to happen in this lifetime because there's a lot of things that we can do according to Scripture that God will lay on our hearts. And I don't know. We are keeping back the forces of darkness. Amen. Amen. There are going to be churches that will never come back. Yeah. They just, it's not worth it. There's but not this church. Yeah. And I'm excited about all the, all the seats being back out because that that we have, we need to share with the people. Amen. And then here's a question that we've often asked ourselves and I just wasn't there to answer it for you. Why do we have wars? Man has a desire for wealth, position, power, and because Satan hates God. Amen. And if he hates God, guess who else he hates? Yes. He doesn't like us. That's he right. hates us. That's right. Because we are the very reflection of God. Amen. And this is according to Scripture. As he is in heaven, as Jesus is in heaven, we are here on earth. Well, you talk about putting a load of responsibility on us. It's on us. Yeah. But He has empowered us. He's given us everything that we have need of. It's inside of us. We just need things to draw it out. And these evil Amen. days are drawing some things out. Amen. But I love Colossians 2.15. This, this is... He made it easier... For us, it says, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Amen. And this is when his power showed out. They tried to contain him, 
in a box. They put him in a tomb. They thought they had done great. They were just patting each other on the back. But in a little bit, I'm going to share some things with you that if they would have known what they did, they would not have done it. Because he conquered death, hell, and the grave. The people that are called by his name, the disciples, the apostles of that time, they got to watch these things being fulfilled before their very eyes. And we get excited when a manifestation of the Spirit moves in our services. Man, that's exciting. But think about the disciples and the apostles. But they needed it because they didn't have one of these. You know, I, I know Peter would have wanted the NIV, but... I, you know, I can't take you to scripture or verse for that. This is what happens. The response of the church when something happens in our world, we look at each other, kind of roll our eyes and say, can you believe that? I'm guilty. I'm guilty. But God is teaching us because we are at war. And He's saying, you are more than conquerors. My pastor here a while back explained to conquerors. I'll take it a step further. We are more than conquerors. George Foreman. He's, he won some titles. He beat this guy. He got the title. He wears it, you know, he wore it around his waist. But you know who was more than a conqueror? Mrs. George Foreman. She got the check. <laughs> he got the beat up cheeks and all that stuff. But he was a conqueror. But she, that's the same thing with us. Christ came so that we could have life and we could have it to the full. Let us take that and apply that to our very lives and share that with those people that are around us because, oh, we say it all too often, greater is he that is in me. Well, let's, let's let him loose, get him out. Amen. You know? Amen. But the grave could not hold him. The tomb could not keep him contained. Amen. And he came. And he, oh, I mean, he, he showed us stuff that was awesome, that was very awesome. There's something I need to share with you. Anybody ever struggle with fear? Okay, I'm going to be real. I went into Billy Sims, Debbie and I, Sunday, to order some take-home because we're not ready to set in and all that it's more fun taking it home and just you know getting real so there was this lady there was a long line and there was a lady in front of us that had a big order this lady come leaned over the the rail there and she said now i'm not trying to crowd or to you know get in front of y'all i just you know i i can see the signs better here do you know what in a little bit she was around at the cashier and she hollered at her husband who was behind us said honey come here so she starts ordering well the lady that had the big order she had already taken care of her order 
but we couldn't our our stuff was getting cold because this lady and she wasn't even going to get it until the evening so there was a looked like a master sergeant behind me anybody he kind of reminds me of this gentleman right here he had the flat top and you know very very husky and all that and he just said uh wait a minute this isn't fair we're having to wait in line with our orders they're getting cold while you're doing your ordering so do you know what mr navy did he turned around like this He's, and I said, thank you. <laughs> he was my hero, but I wasn't going to let that lady, because, <laughs> you know, ladies are bad to the bone sometimes. But anyway, fear is the root of control. But authority operates out of love. I love that. That's what Jesus has given us. He has given us the authority. Why? Because He loves us. He loves you and me. And He loves those that haven't come to the Lord yet. But it's that love. Authority operates out of love. Amen. And I am so glad. Amen. Wow. Proverbs 29, 18. Well, I... I know where it's at. So if somebody wants to go and check me out, fact check, we got a fact checker here. Okay? Where there is no revelation, this is Proverbs 29, 18, the people cast off restraint. When a society lacks any revelation from God or divine insight, such a society is heading in the direction of anarchy. And do you know what anarchy is? Now, I went to high school at Walters, so I had to go to my dictionary that is, you know, I had to dust it off. But anarchy is lawless confusion. And if anybody listened to Fox News today, oh, Lord help us. And he wants to. But, you know, somebody said, well, you know, you can't say the Lord helps those who help themselves. Yeah, he does. We have, there, there's things that, there's conditions, and we have to do that. And he loves us so much. And so my challenge to you is pray for wisdom and discernment. And then I want to share this with you. Faith is based on knowledge. Faith is based on knowledge. You can't have faith in something because faith is that that you cannot see. Because if you see it, why would you need faith for it? So faith is based on knowledge. And grace is all around us. And there are things that you're hearing tonight that you've heard over the last three or four times that I got up here and meddled. Okay? <laughs> And I love this. I heard this the other day. We are a praise to his glory. That's scriptural. Google it and you will find out it's in there. It is in there. Praise, a praise to his glory because we resemble him. 
It's like a twin. This is, this is the Greek as it breaks out. And then, as I shared just a minute ago, as He is where we are in the earth, do you invest in your mind? And then, in the New Testament, just says, great works you can do if I leave. Greater works is to really get precise with it. Greater works we can do than Jesus did the three and a half years He was on earth. You know why? Because He said, I'm, I'm homesick. I want to go back to the Father. I want to go back to my glory and to take on my robe and, and sit down by my Father at His right hand side. And He says, you know what? And my Father will send the Holy Spirit and he will go into you, 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 surpassing the twelve disciples, our apostles, thirteen actually, and all. That. I mean, there is many, many people out there with the spirit of the living God yes. in them. Amen. Yes. And so I just, I, I want you to know, I want to refresh that. How many of you believe the resurrection has happened? Yeah. You know, you say, well, that's a dumb question. Amen. Well, you don't see my notes yet. So. We believe in His resurrection. The Bible in Acts 1 and 3, the Bible says there are many infallible proofs. But then I didn't realize this until I was doing some investigation into Scripture. Do you know that the enemies of Christ remembered His promise of resurrection? They remembered it. Yeah. They told, go to, go to Matthew 27, 63. I, I didn't put it up there. But Matthew 27, 63. But the enemies of Christ remembered His promise of resurrection. They go and they tell Pilate of this promise. They secured soldiers to guard the tomb. Verse 65. Verse 66. The tomb was officially sealed. Do you think they disbelieved in the resurrection? No. They did not disbelieve. But the friends of Jesus forgot His promise of resurrection. Women on Resurrection Day, came to the tomb with stuff to wrap his body in. Mm -hmm. What does that tell you? They did not believe in the resurrection. They forgot. Kind of like Wendy Bagwell said, there was a, a revivalist that came to their church and had three, uh, three dogs that uh, uh, they were trained and because the evangelist was blind, but they were trained. They were up there on the platform with the evangelist. And a squirrel got loose in the auditorium. Now, the evangelist promised Wendy, he said, you know what? These dogs, you may forget, I may forget, these dogs will never forget. They are trained and they won't move from that place where they are right now until they're given an order. How many of you heard the song? Yeah, yeah. And so this squirrel gets loose. And they see that squirrel, 
they forgot. <laughs> they, they were all, and people thought they were having revival, and it was just these three dogs forgot, and they're trying to get that squirrel. Now that that's very spiritual, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> women came to the tomb to anoint his body. His enemies remembered, and his friends forgot. And Matthew Henry, I I, I like his commentaries. He says, and, and remember this: hate is keener sighted than love. Hate is keener sighted than love. Just like, just think about back when you used to hate. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't anything they couldn't do that you didn't remember and all of that. And so I mean it's it's very true. When the women arrived the tomb was empty. Even the soldiers admitted the tomb was empty. They held a meeting to decide how to deal with it. They bribed the soldiers to tell all an unbelievable lie. Their 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 precautions and panic proved the resurrection. And did you know that the lie that they come up with it is still very alive and real to the Jewish people that haven't accepted Christ as the Messiah. Eyewitness testimony is holds up very well in court. Yeah. Who were the, the eyewitnesses? And I love this. Peter and John. The Emmaus disciples. This will always stick with me because... I mean, they are walking down the Emmaus Road headed to their house and Jesus comes alongside and wants to know who, who and what they're talking about. And he said, are you the only person in Jerusalem that doesn't know about what happened today? It happened to him. You remember I preached on that one time. But this was what is so beautiful that they invited him to come on in and just spend the night with them. They sit down. Jesus always takes over as the host. And that's what we want him to do in our houses. And he broke the bread. And when he broke the bread, it was like that. And they saw his wounds. They saw his wounds. And he was gone. He disappeared. And on the way back eight miles to Jerusalem... They were saying, didn't our hearts burn within us? Why? Because they was in the presence of the risen Savior. That's what we have. You know who else is an eyewitness? Every one of us that have been born again. I know because you didn't know me before I got saved. You would probably want to because I was so, you know, all that bag of chips. But, but, but we go, I didn't know you. But oh, he came into my life and he changed me. And it's for the better, believe it or not. It's for the better. The same, we are to be witnesses to the Lord. Amen. The greatest proof is the change Christ makes in lives today. He wants to change you. And you will be another infallible proof of the resurrection. And I will gather my notes. Psalms 37, as I abbreviate it, it says, 
Do not fret. Trust in the Lord. Dwell in the land. In other words, stay where you are. Stay where you're planted. And watch what happens. Amen. Delight yourself in the Lord. Commit your way. Trust in the Lord. And then rest in it. Amen. It's exciting to be a witness of who Jesus Christ is and what He does in